You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday Another day without NBA basketball, but in the grand scheme of things, that is okay. I probably need to kind of change up my intro that I use too, given the state of everything. So before we dive into updates on what's going on with the NBA and potential change in the schedule, maybe for the future of the league too, and then have a little bit of fun on today's show, programming note of things. Yeah, still going to be five days a week. It may not be out at exactly the first thing in the morning. Um, I'm adjusting to a new schedule myself of working from home for my full-time day job, and we're going to kind of feel a lot of this out by ear when it comes to some of this stuff, so we will see how it all goes, but the goal is to give as much content as possible here. May need a day off here or there, just kind of depending on how things are going, Um, but to be honest, you know, you should be listening to as many podcasts as you can right now. Certainly people need the listens because sponsors are still out there. A lot of the people in the podcast that you listen to probably earn a big chunk of their living off of that. And the money coming in is important for everyone right now. So even if it means just clicking play, putting it on mute and working, that matters right now. And I know everyone would appreciate all of that because to be honest, the advertising dollars are probably going to dry up somewhat soon because these kind of budgets are some of the first things to go. You're going to hear a bunch of ads and reads on the show this week. I don't know if that's going to continue in the future. So kind of keep all of that stuff in mind. So let's dive into it all after that whole like spiel of everything. Sorry, but it's important to kind of put out there uh, in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So we have updates on what the NBA is kind of planning and with the CDC saying that basically there should be no events of 50 or more people for the next eight weeks. So essentially two months, this makes the NBA returning in earlier than that time frame very unlikely, likely looking towards three months. And even if you try and play behind closed doors in the Smoothie King Center, it's going to be above 50 people. You know, there's 15 players on each team. That's 30 people alone right there. Uh, about six coaches or so, you know, that adds another 12. You're up to 42. That's not even counting doctors. That's not even counting anyone who just opened the doors of the arena or anything like that. Um, ball boys, training staff, all of that, it's needed and it gets well above 50 people, uh, you know, 25 people per side, and you have to have those people there. So I don't think you will be seeing the NBA resume until the CDC says that, yeah, you can have more than 50 people in one location. So this is what the NBA is going to follow, which means the delay is certainly going to be coming. And according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN.com, you know, they're planning for a number of contingencies. And with Rudy Gobert's uh, testing positive for the coronavirus, you know, the world changed here. And I think everyone kind of realizes that. So they're going to be looking at to what they can do. Maybe it'll be playing in empty arenas when that is lifted. Maybe it's going to be playing games in the team practice facility um, for local games. Or, or other venues, and it sounds like the NBA is investigating dates into August for these arenas to be able to u- be used. 
but I wouldn't anticipate any of us going to another NBA game this season. And it sounds like they want to play because you know what? There's a lot of money out there on the table that impacts a number of different things. And if you can recoup any percentage of that, that's going to be vitally important. It does impact the salary cap and the money that the players get too. So if they can play any of these games, they certainly, certainly will and then try and do the playoffs. So I think just canceling the season and just saying we're just going to leave it, it is what it is, and maybe figure out some of the logistics of uh, titles or anything like that. You know, I don't think that's something that they want to do and is probably the doomsday worst case scenario if they can't get the logistics right. But if you're willing to play games and practice facilities, this should be able to go on. Now, we don't know if they will just jump right to the playoffs, if they will play regular season games. And as I said on the show last week, I, at this point, kind of looking at the world around and having some perspective on things and look, you know, five days ago, we thought the Pelicans were going to play a West Coast game uh, against the Sacramento Kings. That was five days ago. It feels way more than that. And since everything's kind of changed and it sounds like the country is basically going to be on lockdown, you know, the Pelicans don't make the playoffs like whatever. I am not going to be upset. There are worse things going on to other people in the world right now. And as much as I would like the Pelicans to get in, like it's fine. You know, it's not the nearly same thing as maybe a small business having to close because of money during this time, like for good permanently or other things like that. Even, you know, some of these seniors in college um, with all the universities moving to online and not getting that kind of senior year is almost worse than some of, you know, what the, with the Pelicans not making the playoffs, you know, even though these guys have worked really hard to get there and it just kind of is what it is. Unfortunately, life isn't fair, and sometimes a league or an organization just has to make the best decisions for its continued existence. We know that here a lot um, in New Orleans with Hurricane Katrina, and it's unfortunate that these decisions have to get made. But if they are, I'm not going to really cry or be upset uh, or scream that things are unfair that the Pelicans didn't make the playoffs, even though I very much, of course, obviously, would like them to or at least have the opportunity to get into the playoffs. Maybe that's what I'm looking for instead. So what happens now? And if the NBA isn't resuming play for a while, you know, the idea of changing the league calendar has been floated for a number of years of moving the league start date to December 25th. Whenever I go on with Matt Moscona on ESPN Radio 100.3 after further review, he always jokes, you know, that the season doesn't start till then, so he doesn't pay attention till then. And even though I know that he's joking, it's probably only a half joke. So this is maybe kind of how you look at things, and this is maybe the way that the league starts to change its schedule going forward. So coming up here after the break, we'll talk a little bit about what that kind of uh, 12-month calendar would look like. But before I tell you all what that calendar is and what it might look like, today's show brought to you by Postmates. You can't really make that up, that this was kind of planned ahead of time, and I'm not going to kind of put a weird spin on this. We'll just go kind of with what's in front of me and how I've used this before. Sometimes you just don't want to, you know, leave the house. Um, whether it's you're being lazy, maybe you just can't kind of decide on what you want to cook or whatever it is. Uh, sometimes you just need something delivered fast. Hell, you can even get beer delivered from Postmates. Uh, and that's where they come in. You know, they're here to do all of this for you. When I get home from work, usually it's around five, between five and six. If there's a basketball game on at seven, if it's an away game, I got to start watching that. I don't have time to cook. And then right after the game, I record this podcast. So it's up for you guys first thing in the morning. 
You just don't have time to do a whole lot. It kind of kills my night, to be honest. Postmates is key. I can just call in, have it, or not call in, kind of hit the app, have it delivered, and get my food and my dinner, and go on with the other things that are more important to me than cooking that night. Um, so, you know, if you're like me, you'll probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating kind of lunch and planning out your day a little bit. And that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make life easier with grocery delivery and basically whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it, they can deliver it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch or dinner anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. That's promo code LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So what might the NBA calendar look like if things are pushed back and does this maybe mean that things are gonna be different going forward? And I, I don't know for sure, but it easily could be kind of the moment that changes the calendar for the NBA regular season. The Hawks owner has already kind of pushed for this um, to be the case as well. And Bobby Marks on Twitter kind of laid out what things could look like. So if you do, say, a mid-June start of the NBA playoffs, you can get a few games in or you go right to that. Um, you have the NBA Finals in early August. The end of August is the NBA draft. September 1st is the start of free agency. September 10th is the summer league slash fall league. Now, maybe you change it. December 10th would be training camp opens. And then December 25th, the regular season opens if you're playing an 82-game schedule. And then in mid-June, the NBA season ends. When you think of it like that, that's not horrible you know it seems to make a lot of sense and it could easily work and this way you kind of avoid most of the nfl season and you're not competing with them in you know october november when they're kind of at the height of the regular season certainly you compete with the playoffs but that's okay it's a little bit different uh and they're starting to wind down you don't need to deal with baseball season and some of the world's, you know, um, the the August baseball and all of that, that's kind of going on with everything, the World Series potentially too, depending on how that's going to go now. And at this point, you know, you don't need to rush right into the start of next season. That's a concern. If you kind of delay things and then keep to your regular schedule, everything's condensed and I don't think anyone wants that. And this is something that the league's already looked at. If they hadn't already looked at potentially changing the dates of everything, then I don't think we would worry about this whatsoever and this wouldn't be a topic. But the fact is they have, and maybe this is, you know, the excuse, the catalyst, the reason that they are finally able to kind of change everything and do all of this. So overall, I think this could be a good thing. I don't hate that kind of schedule whatsoever. And I think it makes a lot of sense for the league to look at this and really kind of own their part of the calendar and not necessarily compete with nearly as many other places. We'll see how this goes. Um, you know, I don't think any decision is being made just yet. Um, as I've been saying in my line of work for Tulane and other places, you know, right now the best answer to things, even the, and people want answers and people ask for answers. The correct answer is, 
I don't know we're kind of in uncharted territory and certainly the NBA is in uncharted territory right now. There are some other updates for things going on with the league um, and what they're allowing players to do. It sounds like players are going to be allowed to leave their home markets should they want to at this point. This is probably a good thing. Think about it. These guys, a lot of these guys have families that don't live with them in the city that they play in and they've been away from them for a while now. And so letting them uh, get home, I think, can certainly uh, be a very, very good thing. And they're able to kind of get back and see their families, which is always an important thing to be able to do in a time like this. Uh, if they want to stay, they certainly can. It sounds like no team practices are allowed, but players can come into the facilities for individual workouts. It sounds like if the players do leave the markets, they're going to be daily updates with them and someone from the team kind of talking about things as we hit this sort of great unknown period um, that you know none of us know really what to expect with it all. So that's kind of your update on where things stand around the league. Lots of discussions around a number of things here, but it sounds like maybe fans will be allowed into the playoffs at best, but kind of expect no NBA playoff or no, no fans or none of us to watch an NBA game in person for the remainder of whatever this season ends up being. So we'll have a little bit of fun coming up here in the next segment of Locked on Pelicans. And don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. We're still going to be here Monday through Friday. I'm going to be bringing guests on as we kind of all get used to a new routine, a new hopefully short-term, short-term normal for everything. And subscribing at this point, it's important for my podcast, for other people's podcasts. So if you can and you're able to, Please subscribe, leave a five-star rating with a review. Now more than ever, as I said, these things are kind of important. Um, and frankly, it's a good escape for us all. It's a good escape for me to do this. I hope this is a good escape for you to all be able to listen um, and all of that sort of thing. So I appreciate you all just even taking the time to listen. If you can subscribe, if you can rate the podcast five stars and leave a quick comment in the review, that would be even better um, and help out in any way that you can. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Pelicans. So during this time when everyone's kind of trapped inside and um, socially distancing themselves, I threw out a couple of questions on Twitter as I've been having fun. And we talked about some of them on the show on Thursday or Friday of last week. I can't, I can't remember, to be honest. It's been it feels like it's been months uh, where I asked you about your favorite game this season, favorite moment this season, too. And I said, we'll go back and recap some of those games and see what we can learn from them. And then I threw out some other things, too, on Twitter um, over the weekend, as I said, one of them was favorite all-time game. And there were a number of really great answers that kind of came back with this. And I had a lot of fun reading all these, remembering some of these, and at times even being a little bit surprised by some of these games too. But you all delivered in telling me um, and reminding us all in a way of like what, you know, why we love NBA basketball and things like that. So there were a number of games that people threw out and I had a lot of fun, um, you know, listening to these and reading these. So a lot of people mentioned, and we'll do some recaps of these games too. I can go back and watch them. A lot of people mentioned the first ever game against the Jazz here once the then Hornets returned to New Orleans. And certainly that seems to make a lot of sense. And there were fewer older games. Really, you don't get past like 2008 when it comes to this um, sort of thing. 
And the the one that really jumps out at a lot of people, which t- tells you kind of the fan base is younger and growing, I think, is Chris Paul's first game back in New Orleans. That is the one where Jason Smith took out Blake Griffin with the hard foul, then got ejected and walked to the tunnel, kind of puffing up the crowd with his arms, which was frankly, a really, really fun moment and something I think we all enjoyed. So that was very cool. That's very, very high up on the list. A lot of people said game four against the Trailblazers in the playoffs um, two years ago, closing that series out with a four-game sweep, really feeling like it was the start of something special and getting to the second round, the furthest Anthony Davis had ever gone, was a very cool moment. Out there, you had a couple of people say the Hornets-Suns double overtime game in 2008. Um, I don't have as much of a recollection of that, and I do need to go back and re-watch that one. Um, and then going back to the season where Anthony Davis made the playoffs the first time to get the Warriors in the first round, that game-winning three he had against the Thunder, which was during Mardi Gras. I remember I'd left the parades early, kind of was a little bit tired, got in bed to watch the game on my computer, and when AD hit that three, I screamed and scared the absolute hell out of my dog who was sleeping next to me in bed. Um, that's a very big moment. Um, to kind of just get in the playoffs. Again, that also felt like the start of something big. Maybe not. Um, you have that. Um, Cre- uh, Crescent City Hoops, which is a very fun account to follow on Twitter, mentioned one that I think is really great. Game four versus the Lakers in the 2011 playoffs. Chris Paul had a triple-double in this one to even that first-round series at 2-2. The Dallas Mavericks went on to win the title that year, but man, Chris Paul in that series and what was his kind of sunset ride with the Pelican, with the then Hornets, was absolutely unreal. A couple of other things that kind of gotten in there. People say the OKC buzzer beater. They're talking about the Anthony Davis game. The first year I had season tickets, 2010-2011, I think is when it was. Might have been the year before that, too. Um, you had David West hit a game winner against OKC, which was really fun. People also mentioned David West patting Dirk's face in the 07-08 playoffs. That is certainly a very, very memorable moment. You also have a couple people mentioning Zion's first game here, too. That is a lot of fun. So that's just kind of a smattering of the games that people have mentioned out there, um, which I think was great. And we'll recap and dive into some of those because those are some really, really fun and like happy moments. And I think that's kind of what we need right now. Let's be really positive. Another question I put out there was everyone's favorite Pelican slash Hornet player that was never in the top three best players of the teams that guy played on. So a lot of people come in with either Tyson Chandler or Peja Stojakovic, and it just really depends on where you see him. Chris Paul is the best player on those teams. David West, number two. And so you're kind of almost splitting hairs, and it just depends. Do you want the shooter? Do you want the center when it comes to Peja and Tyson Chandler? Let's let's throw them out there. You know, we can mention them. We don't need to dive a little bit uh, too much in there. Um, but other guys that came up, you know, these are kind of the fan favorites. Dan Dickow got mentioned a lot in this one. And Dan Dickow actually even decided to jump in on this thread on Twitter and talk about some of the guys uh, or talk about kind of the way he played his game and knowing that he was kind of that guy who wasn't very good but was going to go out and play uh, his toughest on every single night. Um, A bunch of people mentioned Aminu, which kind of surprised me, to be honest. And the current favorite, of course, happens to be Josh Hart. I'm going to have some fun with him, not him directly, but you'll see on Wednesday. Um, So check me out on Twitter there. I'll probably mention it on the show then, too. Also, my birthday, and that's kind of what ties into all of this. Um, Had something made. I'll show you all what it is in a little bit. Um, so you got a couple of people there. The the by far favorite, other than maybe Dan Dickow, probably Ty, was Jason Smith, 
from his time here in New Orleans, going back to that kind of people's favorite game where he came in and completely cleaned out Blake Griffin. You got a little bit of love for Mark Thornton, which maybe has to do with him being an LSU alumni. Someone said Tim Frazier, but like, come on, and Brian Roberts. Also, double come on, I guess. Quincy Pondexter's in there, I think, for kind of giving his all to get the team into the playoffs. I think that is a very, very good one. Um, but, you know, kind of ended his career a little bit. Gravis Vasquez is also mentioned in this one, too. Um, and some people had a lot of fun. I don't even know how you made this image. Um, Ty Nola 5, at Ty Nola 5, of Luke Babbitt. And everyone loved his hair and his pump fake. That was so much fun. Also defended LeBron James way more than he should have. That's just some of the guys, and we'll dive into some of them um, as well. Also, Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com jumped in. He mentions and says he's going to go with a few guys who are great to work with and always seem to treat everyone extremely well. Jason Smith, Melvin Eli, Carl Landry, though he goes, though he may have been top three on that team once David West got hurt. Sean Marks, Ryan Bowen, Anthony Anthony Morrow, and Mo Pete said he's sure he's forgetting some. There have been some really good guys on these teams. So we'll look at some of these guys who kind of break down their tenures with New Orleans, I think would be fun to do their top moment or two as well kind of what they meant to the team during that time that they were here so certainly we've still got a lot to talk about we're gonna have a lot of fun on the show let's get off topic too let's get weird you can always tweet me at nola jake the way to email me is locked on at gmail.com locked on at gmail.com you can send in your questions that way however you want we also have the kind of the 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 number to call in 504-321-0448 so that's going to do it for this edition of locked on pelicans thank you all for listening stay safe best of luck to you all with just kind of everything that's going on let me know how you're doing i like to hear that too don't forget about the hollinger and duncan show too if you want kind of more details on how the salary cap is going to be affected by this uh and the league schedule and when maybe we'll see some basketball more again i'll also have some thoughts on are there teams that benefit from this as weird as it is to kind of mention that so we've got a lot to cover still not going anywhere anytime soon so thank you all for listening as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all tomorrow